The information in this skill is provided for informational and educational purposes only. Welcome, and thank you for listening to the SMA Flash Briefings. Hi, I'm Price Woolridge. As a rare neuromuscular disorder patient myself, I enjoy reading flash briefings for spinal muscular atrophy. Here's an article by Marta Figueredo on the greatest loss of motor skills at ages 5 to 13 in SMA type 2. People with type 2 spinal muscular atrophy show the greatest loss of motor abilities on the Hammersmith Functional Motor Scale Expanded, or HFMSE, between the ages of 5 and 13, and the greatest gains for those age 4 or younger, according to a recent natural history study. The motor skill most often lost in this patient population over one year was the ability to raise a knee to the chest, while those more often gained including transitioning from sitting to a lying position and propping up on the forearms. Data highlighted that analyzing abilities gained or lost on the HFMSE may better reflect meaningful changes in motor function in SMA patients and could be a useful additional tool in clinical trials. The study Gain and Loss of Abilities in Type 2 SMA, a 12-month natural history study, was published in the journal Neuromuscular Disorders. Natural history studies evaluate how a disease progresses without treatment. Data from such studies in SMA are key to assessing a therapy's benefits, both in clinical trials and real-world studies after its approval. SMA progression is evaluated through functional scales, such as the HFMSE which were developed to evaluate motor skills in patients. HFMSE consists of 33 items measuring a patient's ability to perform various acts like rolling over, sitting, or rising from the floor. Item order reflects a gradual increase in task difficulty with the last items being performed by a smaller proportion of patients. Each item has a three-point scoring system. Zero means unable to perform. 1 indicates performed with compensation or modification, and 2 means performed without compensation or modification. Higher HFMSE scores indicate better motor abilities. A previous natural history study involving nearly 300 people with type 2 and 3 disease found that mean changes in HFMSE over one year were small, but the range of individual changes were much wider. Data also showed that motor function decline was more likely to occur between ages 5 and 15. Recent studies in people with Duchenne muscular dystrophy, another neuromuscular disease, suggested that evaluating gain or loss of abilities in functional scales may be an alternative way of assessing disease progression, and one that may better capture clinically meaningful changes. In addition, while in a clinical setting assessing possible intermediate changes is useful to monitor small changes over time and target appropriate intervention, patients and their families are generally more concerned that an activity is performed, even if with some compensation, the researchers wrote. The International SMA Consortium, or ISMAC, group, which includes SMA experts from the U.S., U.K., and Italy, set out to evaluate which HFMSE abilities are more frequently lost or gained in SMA type 2 patients over one year. The researchers retrospectively analyzed data from 243 type 2 patients, 134 males and 109 females, included in the ISMAC registry, comprising national databases from the three involved countries or other data sets in Spain and Belgium. 
Eligible patients had at least two HFMSE assessments separated by one year. Using the new approach, each HFMSE item assessing an ability was classified as gained if the score increased from 0 to 1 or 2, a skill was classified lost if the score dropped from 1 or 2 to 0 after one year, items whose scores remained the same or changed between 1 and 2 or vice versa were considered unchanged. Participants' age ranged from 30 months to 62.5 years, average 9.9 years and they were subdivided into four age groups, up to four years old, five to 13 years old, 14 to 18 years old, and 18 years old and older. None of the patients were able to perform the more difficult HFMSE items, numbers 23 to 33, e.g. stand to sit, squat, jump, and stairs. At the initial assessment, results showed. Of the 614 one-year HFMSE assessments analyzed, more than half 56.5% indicated a loss of one or more abilities, while 37.8% showed a gain of one or more activities. Notably, the peak of abilities gained occurred before age 5, 65.7%, while the highest number of lost abilities was found among patients in the 5 to 13 years group, 70.4%, followed by those in the 14 to 18 years group, 25.4%. The chance of losing or gaining two or more abilities in patients older than 18 was less than 10%. Researchers noted that this supported previous evidence suggesting that the HMFSE may be less sensitive to detect changes in older patients. Many of the activities under evaluation are affected by the scoliosis, severe atrophy, and contractures that are more obvious at this age. The most frequently lost ability involved bringing the left or the right knee up to the chest. And the skills more frequently gained included the ability to transition from a sitting to a lying position and to prop on the forearms. Interestingly, the abilities that were lost or gained were always those close to the last item gained on the scale, which likely reflects the increasing difficulty of items. And no association was seen between a loss or gain of activities and patient's SMN2 gene copy number, which is known to influence disease severity. Our results confirm the already described pattern of a disease progression in SMA2 patients at different ages, the researchers wrote, noting that the new approach allowed them to establish not only the frequency, but also the distribution of items assessing activities that were more susceptible to be lost or gained over 12 months. These findings suggest that this approach could be used in a research setting as an additional tool for the analysis and the interpretation of HFMSE data and may prove to be useful at the time real-world data are increasingly becoming available in type 2 patients, they concluded. Coming up next, Perspectives from SMA News Today Forum's moderator, Deanne Runge. Thanks for joining me. I'm Deanne Rungi, SMA News Today Forum's moderator and blogger. Do you look forward to getting a new wheelchair? You'd think it'd be fun and exciting, but not for me. As you may know, I've started the dreaded wheelchair process. First of all, it threw me for a loop when I learned my occupational therapy office didn't wear masks. You can see my reaction in my recent vlog. After composing myself, I reached out directly to the occupational therapist. He agreed to wear a mask for my wheelchair evaluation and future appointments. Go figure, the day after the evaluation, my state implemented a mask mandate. Oh well, 
good advocacy practice, I guess. Overall, the evaluation went well. Not only were measurements taken, features were discussed. My intention was to clone this wheelchair and add some features to enhance comfort and independence. Sounds good, right? Even the wheelchair rep sounded promising about it. After double checking they could get those features on that model, he'd get back to me. Then the call came. None of the features come on the model I want, after all. It looks like I have a couple options. If I want to stick with rear-wheel drive, I can get most, but not all, of the options with the Quantum Rival. If I switch to front-wheel drive, I can get all the features I'm looking for. My last chair was mid-wheel drive, and I hated it from day one. Therefore, I'm hesitant to try front-wheel. I just don't think I'll be happy with the Rival, though. While I contemplate my decision, they're going to check to see if they have a front-wheel drive I can demo. Why can't anything be easy? What's more important for you? The drive or the features? Are you loyal to a certain brand? I forgot to ask if a cat bed attachment comes standard. That's all I have for you today. Stay safe, stay healthy, and have a good day everyone. We'll talk again soon. The information in our flash briefings and podcasts are provided for informational and educational purposes only. Be sure to tune in daily to SMA News Today for the latest news and perspectives regarding the disease. Discover more content that might be of interest to you at www.smanewstoday.com and be sure to follow us on social media and join our SMA News Today forums, a trusted SMA community ready to welcome you anytime.